Greetings and welcome to Digging Deeper with Kenneth Frank, where we uncover hidden gems of understanding in the Word of God. Did you know that God's care for His people is so protective and familial that He speaks of protecting them as the apple of His eye? This phrase, or one similar, appears in five scriptural passages. These verses reveal something special about the relationship of God to His people. What is an apple of the eye, and what does each of these passages tell us about our relationship to God and His way of life? Examining each of these passages will enable us to dig deeper into God's written word on this theme. Our first passage is part of Moses' final words to the new nation of Israel before his death. Israel was just about to cross the Jordan River to inherit the promised land. Deuteronomy 32, verses 9 to 10, King James Version throughout. For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. He found him in a desert land and in the waste howling wilderness. He led him about. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. An annotation in the Net Bible explains the word apple. Hebrew, the little man. The term, Ishon, means literally little man. Perhaps because when one looks into another's eyes, he sees himself reflected there in miniature. End of quote. Matthew Henry's commentary on the whole Bible explains its significance. Quote, He kept him as the apple of his eye, with all the care and tenderness that could be, from the malignant influences of an open sky and air, and all the perils of an inhospitable desert. The pillar of cloud and fire was both a guide and a guard to them. End of quote. Continuing this idea, the Jameson, Fawcett, and Brown commentary reports, quote, It is a beautiful image, and by alluding to the care with which every person defends his eye from injury, conveys a graphic idea of the tender, vigilant assiduity, meaning care, with which the Lord watched over his people, end of quote. Our second passage is from Psalm 17, verse 8, is David's prayer in which he requests, Keep me as the apple of the eye. Hide me under the shadow of thy wings. The Dake Annotated Reference Bible comments that, quote, It is an idiom for what is dearest to us, that which must have extreme care and protection. If the eye is lost, one is blind. In creation, God saw to it that the eye was well protected, being deeply entrenched in the skull and where the hands could easily protect it. He designed it to be further protected from the dust and other harm by the eyelashes, eyelids, and eyebrows, end of quote. David understood God's marvelous design of the human body and expressed his special request with this in mind. The Net Bible annotation reads, Hebrew, protect me like the pupil, a daughter of an eye. End of quote. 
Albert Barnes notes in the Bible explains that daughter denotes, quote, that which is dependent on or connected with, Jesenius lexicon, as the expression daughters of a city denotes the small towns or villages lying around the city and dependent on its jurisdiction, end of quote. Our third passage is Proverbs 7, verse 2. Keep my commandments and live, and my law is the apple of thine eye. Here God commands us to diligently observe his teachings. The Jameson, Fawcett, and Brown commentary explains, quote, As we guard the pupil of the eye from the least mote, which is sufficient to hurt it, so God's law is so tender and holy a thing that the least violation of it in thought, word, or deed is sin. And we are so to keep the law as to avoid any violation of it. The law resembles the pupil of the eye also in its being spiritually the organ of light, without which we should be in utter darkness, end of quote. Knowing this will impel our commandment keeping. Our fourth passage is Lamentations 2.18. Their heart cried unto the Lord, O wall of the daughter of Zion, let tears run down like a river day and night. Give thyself no rest. Let not the apple of thine eye cease. This lamentation over the fall of Jerusalem to the Babylonians was probably written by the prophet Jeremiah. An annotation from the Net Bible explains, quote, Hebrew, the daughter of your eye, the term eye functions as a metonymy for tears that are produced by the eyes. Jeremiah exhorts personified Jerusalem to cry out to the Lord day and night without ceasing in repentance and genuine sorrow for its sins. End of quote. Adam Clark's commentary on the Bible supports the notion of tears. Bath, ayin means either the pupil of the eye or the tears. Tears are the produce of the eye and are here elegantly termed the daughter of the eye. Let not thy tears cease. End of quote. Our fifth and last passage is Zechariah 2, 8. For thus says the Lord of hosts, After the glory hath he sent me unto the nations which spoiled you, for he that toucheth you toucheth the apple of his eye. This section of Zechariah's prophecy is God's vision to his prophet. The Net Bible notes that, quote, a scribal emendation has apparently altered an original my eye to his eye in order to allow the prophet to be the speaker throughout in verses Zechariah chapter 2, 8 and 9. This alleviates the problem of the Lord saying, in effect, that he has sent himself on the mission to the nations, end of quote. The reason for such a textual emendation is given by E.W. Bollinger in his Companion Bible, quote, the primitive text read, mine eye, but the Sophorim, that is the Jewish scribes, say that they altered this to his, regarding it as derogatory to Jehovah to read aloud such pronounced anthropomorphic expressions. To explore even further, Adam Clark's commentary on the Bible leads us along to this intriguing possibility. 
the Hebrew, the babbit of his eye. This is a remarkable expression. Any person, by looking into the eye of another, will see his own image perfectly expressed, though an extreme miniature in the pupil. Does our English word babbit or baby come from this? And does not the expression mean that the eye of God is ever on his follower and that his person is ever impressed on the eye, the notice, attention, providence, and mercy of God? End of quote. The pulpit commentary provides us this touching reason for the usage of this term. Quote, Nothing can more finely convey the eye of the exquisitely tender care of Jehovah for the objects of his love. Such interest the Bible teaches with frequency and fervor. Hence we read, In all their affliction he is afflicted. We read, As a father pitieth his children, etc. We read, Can a woman forget her sucking child? We read, He is touched with a feeling of our infirmities. End of quote. These five passages have expressed the depth of God's love for his people Israel. However, we must remember that the God of the Old Testament is most often the one who became our Savior. Now we can better understand this New Testament passage from the words of Jesus Christ about his followers today. Matthew 25.40 reads, And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, you have done it unto me. All of these tender biblical words of God should fortify our appreciation for his abiding love and care. This has been Digging Deeper with Kenneth Frank. To learn more about the Bible and living a godly life, go to Living Education at lcgeducation.org. Sponsored by The Living Church of God. Thank you.